The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Most supplement brands on the market only focus on one area of women's health, like energy or hair health. Symbiotica focuses on every aspect. The supplements from Symbiotica are backed by science, intentionally crafted, and contain no artificial ingredients, toxins, or fillers. So you can be confident your body is getting everything it needs and nothing it doesn't for optimal health. Whether you want to improve your skin's radiance, fortify your immunity, support your gut health, or get better sleep, Symbiotica has you covered. Plus, Symbiotica's products are so easy to just throw in your bag and take on the go, so you can ditch the hassle and the mess. Symbiotica is setting new standards for women's wellness, and now is the perfect time to try them out. Now is the perfect time to give Symbiotica supplements a shot. Head to Symbiotica.com for 15% off plus free shipping when you start a subscription. Head to C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com and use code START for 15% off plus free shipping when you start a subscription. Hey, Bill's Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bill's all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Matt, well, the Miami Dolphins are the only undefeated team remaining in the AFC. I mean, this game, in a way, could be for the number one seed, depending on what things, what other things happen. Of course, whoever wins this game is going to be leading the division, the Bills or the Miami Dolphins. Um, I guess if you tiebreakers, maybe New England could, I guess, if they want it, Dallas. But um, either way, the, the winner of this game will be there. The AFC is kind of there right now. The AFC is there after what we've seen from Cleveland, whose defense looks phenomenal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've seen from, you know, Kansas City had a bit of a struggle the first couple of weeks. They lose a game. They win a game. So right now, everything is right there. Let's take a look at some of the games that are going to matter to that. Ravens at Browns, both teams two and one. Ravens mm-hmm. lose at home to the Colts. And Gardner Gardner Minshew. Now the Ravens were without seven starters in this game, but now they got to go to Cleveland, who has the number one defense in the NFL, and not counting points against their own offense on pick sixes. Mm -hmm. The Cleveland Browns are giving up, I think, six points a game is what it is. Wow, that's pretty insane. They haven't really they haven't really played anybody yet that's super talented. But Mm -hmm. I'm not taking anything away. I would think if you're a Bills fan, you're rooting for the Browns in this game because you trust the Ravens more than you trust the Browns, 
even though their defense is great, I think you would want to bury the Ravens just a little bit more. I mean, bury, they would be two and two if they mm-hmm. lose this game. You could very well be two and two after Sunday. But I think you would be more concerned about playing catch up to the Ravens than playing catch up to the Browns because even though their defense looks great, Deshaun Watson does not. He looked a little bit better week three than he has in weeks past. He also in week three legitimately threw a pass backwards directly behind him in like the Matt Sims special play of the Detroit preseason game. So if that's the guy you're chasing, I like your chances of chasing that team. That is a Sunday one o'clock game. Before that happens, Mm -hmm. we have London this week. Now the Bills are in London next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh yeah, it starts this week. Jags actually play play a London game this week leading up to it. They take on the Atlanta Falcons and who would have thought Atlanta would have the better record going into this game in week three than Jacksonville? Atlanta two and one, Jacksonville one and two, and then Jacksonville stays the week and plays the Bills next week in London. This is a philosophy question. Do you think there's anything to be said about following up? Would you rather play a team after a win or after a loss? Because obviously from an AFC standing standpoint, you want Atlanta to win. You want the Jags to fall to, what would they mm-hmm. be at that point? They would be one and three. That'd be a pretty big hole. But playing the Jags after a loss in London where they stay the week, you might unleash something in them. I, I don't <laughs> right. know. I, I don't sure. know. I don't know the answer. You certainly want well, the Jags. You certainly want the Jags to lose. I think that's right. I, I there's I no question. Generally, about generally you'd rather play a team, I think, coming off a win. You don't want to like a, yeah. a team that's really got its I, I'll give you a great example in college. Syracuse hosts Clemson this week. Syracuse is 4-0. Mm-hmm. I was hoping Clemson would beat Florida State. I do not want Clemson coming to the Dome off a loss. Now they are, though. Yeah. They lost in overtime, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, okay, now they're going to be – they really need to win this game, get back on track. They're going to be a little more focused. You know, coaches are going to uh, put it to them a little harder this week, whatever it is. So I, I think those standings-wise, you still want the Atlanta Falcons to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. The interesting thing to me about that game is can Jacksonville find its way because they've just been so disjointed on offense, and it's just mm-hmm. – and I know that they're playing a little bit better in some of the numbers. You know, the scoring doesn't really reflect maybe what they've done. They've looked been a little better. Had a couple of touchdowns called back where they played better than what that showed in Kansas City. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's the the question about this game for me. I know this game means nothing to anybody at the AFC, but maybe the two worst teams in the league right now are playing. They're both zero and three. The Broncos and Bears on Sunday. How about that one? It will be incredible that one of those teams will have a win. Unless yes. what would be the most incredible is that if they tie. Right. If they tie <laughs> and they're both oh one and three, that would be hysterical. The Broncos are, I think, gonna win this game. I think you just had 70 points put up on you. Like you're going to be your defense is going to play significantly better than they did. And things are going to go from Tua to Justin Fields. Like you should be able to go make some plays on that. And I don't think the Broncos offense is a disaster. It's not good, but it's not as bad as Chicago has been. So, yeah, no. I, but at the same time, you just always root for the NFC. If it's an AFC-NFC game, so, yeah, you should want the Brown, or the, excuse me, the Bears to win that game for sure. We just talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars and not looking as good as people have thought. One of the reasons, one of the games they played last week against the Houston Texans, 37 points the Texans put on the Jags. Mm-hmm. Texans host the Pittsburgh Steelers. C.J. Stroud looks pretty good. He was 20 of 30 for 280 and two touchdowns last week. I give the Texans a chance here to beat Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh does not have a dynamic offense. I think this is a game where I wouldn't be. In fact, did I read the Texans are favored in this game? They might be. They might be. I don't think it would be off base. Steelers, great defense. Their offense hasn't done it for me. 
I've watched a lot of the Steelers the first couple weeks. You know, they had the game on Monday Night Football. They had the game on Sunday Night Football. So they've been accessible with not playing when the Bills are playing. So I've had a chance to see them. And each time I've just been like, wow, this team is pretty lackluster offensively. I keep asking myself, why don't they just throw deep shots to George Pickens? And for some reason, <laughs> they don't do that nearly as much. So I don't know. I'm not impressed with Kenny Pickett. I'm more impressed with C.J. Stroud so far. It's in Houston. Yeah. Hey, maybe the young kid can pull off. I don't want to say the upset, but a, a tougher game and really, you know, kind of change the perception around that team, at least for the next little bit here. All right. Let me at least clarify. So the Steelers are actually favored. They're favored by two and a half. It was three. It went down. Maybe that's what I saw that it was moving towards Houston. Steelers are favored. But that said, you know, I do a thing called Three Dog Thursday every Thursday on WGR. Maybe I'll take the Houston Texans to cover that spread on Three Dog Thursday because, uh, that is going to be, I think, a game where the Houston Texans coming off a nice win can be at least very competitive, maybe even win. The Rams are at the Colts. What you saw from the Colts, a win. They're two and one now. The, Matt, the Indianapolis Colts are on top of the AFC South at two. And I one. know. I know. It's crazy. I, I don't know what the Rams are because I watched that game against the Bengals the other yeah. day and they just looked so meh. I just was anticipating more from them. I mean, if the Colts win and they're three and one, and if the Jags lose and they're one and three, did you ever see that happening? Like that's the thing that Amazing. goes back to not not to go back to Jacksonville. If the Jags lose this week, the Jags are fighting for their playoff lives next week against the Bills. Like legitimately, yep. you fall to one and four. I would like to think that you've got probably not no shot, but pretty close to no shot. So it's just a really, I literally thought the Jags could be the one seed in the AFC mm -hmm. because oh, of you the and division. Peter King because, predicted them to be the one you're, you're not alone. I didn't think they would be. I thought they could be. So right. there's a little bit of a difference there, but man, that I did not see it going like this. I think the Buccaneers were kind of exposed as a bit of frauds last week. Uh, mm -hmm. They were two and oh, but they did not look good against the Eagles. Now they go to the saints I think the Saints are, and the Saints are getting Alvin Kamara back, I believe, this week. Um, I think the mm -hmm. Saints should take care of the Buccaneers at home. And then you have the Commanders and Eagles. Commanders, we saw them last week against the Bills. They're two and one. They go to the Eagles. Eagles are three and zero, but it doesn't look doesn't feel like they're as great and explosive. But yet they're still getting the job done. Isn't it funny that nobody really seems to be concerned about the Eagles? Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. tough Eagles, three and zero. Like, I don't see that about some of the other teams. You know, the Chiefs lose a game and everybody's like, are the Chiefs done? The Bills start the season with a stinker. And now the Eagles are 3-0. and Those two teams that I just mentioned have a loss. So it's certainly different. But they have not looked like the absolute dominant force that is the Eagles right now that we saw last year. I still think they're a very good team. But I think San Francisco's better right now than the Eagles mm -hmm. are. And I think of the contenders in the NFC, I would say they're the second behind San Francisco. I would have I, maybe I, said Dallas is in front of them too, but obviously well, they lose this week. Until, the, until have, last week. Did you, um, have you ever, have, I doubt you've looked at the Eagles schedule. They're going to be six and zero, oh, and then it gets, and then it gets real for them though. It's way different. Uh -huh. So they have coming up commanders, Rams, jets. Yeah. Okay, they're going to be three, six and zero. Oh. Then they have the dolphins. Then the commanders again. Then they have Cowboys, chiefs, bills, 49ers, Cowboys. Wow. So it's kind yeah. of like it's kind of like the Bills schedule, just the NFC version of it, where it starts yeah. a little bit easier and then it just becomes an absolute gauntlet down the road. So yeah, I mean, I, I still think the Eagles are really good. I still think the Eagles are going to be a playoff team and probably play in the NFC championship. It just has not been as smooth of a ride the first three weeks, maybe as some people anticipated.
Bengals at Titans. After seeing Joe Burrow Monday night mm-hmm. um, and look a little better, I'm still not convinced that he's you know he's not 100. That's for sure. Certainly, I don't know. I I they're better than the Titans, but this could be a a game. I think the Titans might win, mm-hmm. which is nuts. I would have never mm-hmm. said that three weeks ago. Tannehill doesn't look but good, though. Tannehill doesn't look good, but that defense is okay. Well, so is the Bengals. The Bengals defense looks good, too. I think that's going to be a pretty close game. I, I don't know. I, I'm not impressed with either of those teams. Obviously, though, from a Bills standpoint, you'd love the Titans to win that game because it would bury the Bengals that much more than they already are. Only three, four o'clock window games on Sunday. Two of them involve AFC teams, Raiders at Chargers. I mean, the Chargers can't get out of their own way, but they better be able to beat the Raiders, right? I mean, after what Justin Herbert did last week, I think Justin Herbert crap out of them. 50 against that team. Yeah, they're going to demolish them. I think so, too. Patriots at Cowboys. Any chance for the Patriots after what you saw, the Cowboys, the, the, the egg that they laid against the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I actually think the Patriots cover in this game, which is, I think, a bit of a weird take. But for some reason, this just feels like one of those games where the Patriots hang around, the Cowboys coming off the game to the Cardinals. I think they'll be in their own heads a little bit. I still think they'll win. Seven is the the line. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the Patriots are one of like the Patriots don't get blown out really well, except for the wild card game in Buffalo a couple years ago. But (laughs) other other than that. There are very few times when that team gets blown out. They're always kind of just hanging around. It's what they did against Miami a few weeks ago where they fall behind and then they close the gap and it's like, oh, maybe they're going to actually win. And then they don't. I think it's going to be one of those games where the Cowboys get out to a lead. Then all of a sudden, it's the same thing they did too against the Eagles. They fall behind huge, the Eagles, week one. We're all in New York watching at sports bars and stuff, getting ready for the Bills to play the next day. And you're like, oh, the Eagles are up big early. The Patriots stink. And then all of a sudden, they've got a chance to win at the end of the game. I think that's just kind of what the Patriots do. So I think they're going to do something like that again, where they don't win, but they lose a close game. Are you a fan of mystery and adventure? Introducing June's Journey the captivating free-to-play mobile game that will ignite your inner detective. Play as June Parker in a thrilling murder mystery adventure as you search for hidden objects to uncover the truth behind her sister's death. Step into the glamorous world of the Roaring Twenties with stunningly illustrated scenes and over a thousand mysteries to unravel. With new chapters added weekly, you'll never run out of clues to chase and suspects to interrogate. Plus, you can build your own island escape with beautiful gardens and buildings and even join a detective club to collaborate with other players. Experience the thrill of being a detective and unravel the mystery in June's Journey. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Also, aren't going to be able to do it twice in a row. Eh? They go to the 49ers this week. No, They can't do this twice in a row, can they? No, I think the 49ers are yeah. very legit. Very yeah. legit. I think the Me 49ers too. might be the best team in football. 49ers, I would say, are one of two or three teams in the conversation for best team in football. Yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, 30 to – they've scored, by the way, they've scored 30 points in every game, 30 to 7, 30 to 23, 30 to 12. They didn't look great against the Rams, 30 to 23. Teams are going to have games like that. We'll see. It's a tough, long season. Sunday night, while the nation is focused on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, uh, the Chiefs are going to be at the Jets, and the Mm -hmm. Jets have a lot of struggles going on at quarterback right now. Zach Wilson, they brought in Trevor Simeon. At some point, he'll probably be the starter for that team. 
Um, it's just, it's a road to nowhere right now for the New York Jets once again this year. But Bills fans are going to hope that that defense can rise up and <laughs> play tough enough against Patrick Mahomes to at least allow for a low scoring win. Yeah, sure. It's just not going to happen. The Chiefs are going to the Chiefs are going to win, and the Chiefs are going to win pretty comfortably. Because for some reason, the only good team in this league that struggles against Zach Wilson is the Buffalo Bills, and I don't get it. <laughs> Feels like every other team can go in there and just dominate them, but for some reason, Zach Wilson has the Bills number, and I don't get it. Finally, the week wraps up with the Seahawks at the Giants. Um, boy, the Giants just have not looked good. They cannot protect Daniel Jones, and Brian Dable's no. trying to figure it out over there. Yeah, it's a tough job. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if Saquon's going to play. It feels right. like they just don't have a ton of other options as far as offensive weapons. Darren Waller was supposed to make a big difference. He's been inconsistent so far. Jalen Hyatt, Isaiah Hodgins, like you've got guys, but not guys who I think are super comfortable taking over a game. And then when you look on the other sideline, you've got a team that's got DK Metcalf. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba. You've got Tyler Lockett. Like that's a team that's got weapons. So, yeah, even though they're on the road, give me the uh, Seahawks in that game. All right, Matt. Well, the Bills are back on the practice field on Thursday at 1230, Friday Mm -hmm. for their final tune-up of the week. And then Sunday, the... Miami Dolphins come to town. It is Miami week here in Buffalo. It's going to be a, a fun one. Were you at all surprised by the line? You know, we were just talking about like the Steelers and, the um, and like some of the different lines. Were you surprised? So I, it's opened Bills two and a half. And I think at some places it has been bet to Bills three. Interesting. I'm not surprised the Bills are favored by two and a half. I think they're saying like, hey, the home's going to matter a little bit. Yeah. The Bills do have. And maybe I, I guess I would have thought maybe a pick them or a one point. I, I, I think I would have been surprised if Miami was favored. Look, one thing I want to point out is as much as we talk about the Dolphins and their incredible offense, the Bills defense itself, if you don't count the special teams touchdown that the Jets scored, because we didn't do that for the Browns, 29 defense points. Has given up 10 points a game. Yeah. I mean, I they're legit. And 11, 11.5 or 6, I think, if you even count that touchdown. But the point is, that's why the Bills are mm-hmm. favored in this game, because they do have a legitimate defense. They are playing at home. And, you know, you could probably you could definitely justify that they would play a close enough game to give them maybe that edge. I think it's a coin flip. I think it's a tough game. I think if both teams play to the caliber that they're capable of playing, I think the Bills win. But I think if the Dolphins can come in here and just attack the Bills with the speed they have, then they're going to win the game. I don't know what's going to happen. It's super hard to predict exactly how we think this is going to play out. I think the Dolphins have the one thing that is the most dynamic in the entire game, and it's their offense. So if you said, okay, let's break it down this way. I think the most dynamic thing is their offense, and the least is their defense. And then I think two and three are the Bills. So it's how would you rather have your team built? With a really, really great offense in a defense where there's a couple more questions? Or would you rather have your team built kind of overall like the Bills have with a really good defense in an offense that is capable of taking over a game? We haven't seen yeah, it yet. So I want to remind you that the Bills offense is number two in scoring in the league behind only the Miami Dolphins. Sure. But it's weird, right? It's like one of those things where the numbers are a bit inflated because you have a pick six from AJ Epinesa that elevates you a little bit. You've really stunk against the only good defense that you played. Like, I'm not saying the Bills offense is not good. I'm just saying, I think well, there is a thing about the Dolphins numbers are inflated because they scored 70. They scored 24 the last, the previous week. Yeah, but they scored 70 
Uh, like, if, no, I know, if you I take get it. I just, I don't think we take can play this game the, where that counts, this doesn't count. It's all counts. No, it all counts. But if you take away all of that stuff for the Dolphins, they still score like 54 and the Bills score 30. So it's a different, I'm just saying, I think my, I think of all of the areas of football right now, the Dolphins offense is more dynamic than the Bills offense. 100% it is. 100%. Yeah. But I, I think the Bills defense. Credit to the Bills offense for how good they are. I'm still concerned about the offense. Like, In I what just, way? Like, what are you concerned about exactly? They stink on first down. Yep, I agree. That has been a struggle. Like, and that to me against this team could be a recipe for disaster. Sure, sure. It, it, look, I'm not saying they're perfect. I just think that when it, it's like, look at this Miami Dolphins offense. It's amazing. 45 I, points a game. Yep. Guess I, what? The Bills are 30 points a game. Number two in the league. For sure. I, I don't like I, I think that this is a very, very close game. I think if the Bills offense is clicking, they win this game. But I don't know yet if I'm super confident in the Bills offense. I don't know if they've showed me enough to say, because I think it's very circumstantial. I think, yeah, the offense has looked good, but they also only had 16 points going into late, into the middle yeah. of the fourth quarter against the Commanders. And then same thing, the Raiders game was kind of a blowout and they had some unbelievable field position in the game. I think the Bills offense is capable of going toe-to-toe with any team in the league. But so far, somebody asked the question for the last postgame podcast we did, and they said, can we stop saying the Bills offense is, I think they said like, what what was the terminology? They basically explosive. said like explosive. Yeah. Can we stop saying the Bills offense is explosive? Well, they haven't been that explosive this year. But they're capable of it. So that's kind of the thing. I think Josh I think they're Allen. Doing what they need to do each game to try and win the game. That's the which, point. Yes. And if they're going to keep that trend, then I think this needs to be a week where their offense really becomes explosive and shows us what they are capable of doing, because that will not work against this team. You cannot, I think, you know, have 16 points going into the fourth quarter and say like, okay, well, our defense is going to make some big plays and we'll be opportunistic. Like, I think if that happens, you're not winning the game. Can it work in this game to keep the ball though see if you keep the ball on the ground away from Tua and the Dolphins mm-hmm. offense yeah. and it is you don't score explosive plays or a ton of points yeah but you're holding the ball and still maximizing your possessions that can work too sure again I just I, I'm so impressed with the Miami offense there's going to be people who watch this and listen to this and they're going to be like, Matt is so negative. And he is, I've already had people reach out to me this weekend from channel seven. And they're like, you sound like the bills are going to lose. And I'm like, no, I sound like somebody who doesn't exactly know what's going to happen, but I'm not overly confident the bills are going to win. I, I, I genuinely think the bills are going to win, but I'm not super confident in that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's why again, they're, I mean, the game is pretty much very even, you know, yeah. in, in Vegas. I agree with you. I, I think there's, we're not, I think we get caught up in all these incredible things Miami's doing, which they are. They just mm-hmm. are, deserve all that credit. And I just want to point out, like, the Bills also have the second highest scoring team in the league, only mm-hmm. behind them. Yeah, I know. But no matter how they do it, it counts. You're right. You're, you're right. I just, I don't, I trust Miami's offense because of Mike McDaniel more than I trust the Bills offense right now. I certainly trust Mike McDaniel more than I trust Ken Dorsey, at and least right now. I also trust Josh Allen more than Tua. So well, you trust in defense more? The Bills, for sure. But I, like I said, I think there might be a little bit of a gap there. That's how much more I trust the Dolphins offense to go put out points. But if you told me right now, it's Thursday morning. If you told me the Bills are going to score 31 points, I would say, okay, I think they're going to win. But 
if you say, okay, the Bills are going to score 24, then I think they lose. The margin for error is that small because the opponent is that good. And these teams play close games. Even when the gap felt like it was a little bigger, these teams play close games. I mean, they won by three against Skylar Thompson. They won by three against Tua in the snow game. And then they lost by three in a game where Tua left the game because he was injured and then comes back and they still lost. So these teams play close games. It's going to be a close. We talked about this at Bill's practice on Wednesday. I don't think this is a blowout either way. Neither of these teams do that. It's going to be a close game. Margin for error is that much smaller in these kind of games. Maybe one of the long snappers will have a say in it. The two brothers, (laughs) Reed Ferguson and Blake Ferguson. Maybe that'll be come down to that. They make a big play. Hey, look at that. All right. Do you remember the, uh, you remember the game, the last one in 2016 that the Dolphins won? Do you remember that on Christmas Eve at all? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, believe it or not, I just rewatched a bunch of it the other night because I was thinking about it. I, how far this team has come (laughs) since having 10 players. I don't know if people remember, but in overtime, people talk about the 10 men on the field, which is right. It was late. The bills in overtime had the first possession and they were like in the red zone and they didn't even score a point. Would they miss a field goal or how'd that happen? No, they, they got down and maybe it was a 25. It was right around there, 25, 20. They were moving the ball, touchdown wins the game, and they ran it like an end around and lost 10 yards, and then they got sacked. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember uh, – well, you watched the game, but it was Jay Ajay, right, who yes. just like ran all over them in that game? Yeah, and then the big run in overtime, and that's when we realized there was 10 guys in the field, and then Rex Ryan didn't have a job shortly after that. Times have changed for sure. Bills, Dolphins, though, that uh, – That's back again, folks. It's Miami week. Thanks for listening. iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, and of course, on YouTube, at Sal Sports on the YouTube channel. All right, Matt, enjoy the game. Enjoy the weather. It's Miami week, buddy. I'm just going to say this so nobody hates me. Bills 31, Dolphins 30. Good night. Okay. (laughs) What do you make up for it? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.